was waiting. I was waiting to see if you were going to stall your time out. I was waiting. I already, I already had it there. I was waiting to see. All right. So first part we talked about, you have a brow ridge. So that's the very thick area right here. So that's somebody who wants to understand every step of the process. Step one, two, three, four. If I go from beginning to end and I leave out the middle, you're going to, nope, nope. What's in there? Um, we were talking about the fuller upper eyelid. So you like to do things together, right? Um, your eyebrows are very close to your eyes, so you understand things very fast. On top of you have high ears, so you're like a double thread of I can see and hear things fast. So if you imagine data trying to get into the center of your, your forehead, right? Mm -hmm. If your eyes or your eyebrows are low and your ears are high, then it comes in twice as fast as other people. So mm -hmm. your big frustration with people, why don't they understand it as fast as I do, right? <laughs> and then he's been smiling the whole time. You were talking about taking care of everyone, but you also have this little notch in your nose right here like I have, which is you are the nicest person until somebody backs you in the corner. Mm. F with her, F with her, F with them, and then they're going to have a problem with you, right? But until then, be nice. Like uh, there's a movie that was like, be nice until it's time to not be nice. Mm -hmm. That's what that is right there. Right? Mm -hmm. We talked about noses are like umbrellas. So it's not the size of the nose, but using the microphone here. So if I took the mic up, right, it's where the nostrils flare out. So it's not always the size of the nose, but like how do the nostrils play a part of it? Mm -hmm. And so your nostrils go wide. And so it's like an umbrella. You're always doing things thinking, how can I help take care of other people? Um, very large nostrils. So somebody who has large nostrils like that, you tend to take on too much at times because you think, oh, I can do more. I can do more. I can do more. Right? <laughs> Same thing when you smile, you see a little bit of gum, right? So that's the, you give your all when you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. Then you have a deep verbal affirmation line right here. So um, that's the sincere compliments, not, hey, thanks. Thank you for something specific. It goes a long way with you as well. Mm -hmm. And then your ears stick out. So you like to push back on how everybody else does things, right? So uh, ears are like wind drag. <laughs> So if a plane, the reason they're aerodynamic, right, is because they have flat angles. So if your ears were close, you just go with the flow. Mm -hmm. But if your ears push out, you like to push back on how everybody else does something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, sounds <laughs> like amazing. you. So, and, and here's what's interesting, not, and because it's not that it's wrong, I love to know every step. Mm -hmm. And you might find this interesting, or you might be able to tell something, well, this, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, but so every step, like, yeah, I want to know every step. Mm -hmm. So I race on Friday, Saturday nights, race dirt track yeah. and stuff. And so, but I love like, okay, here's the car, mm -hmm. here's step A, here's what it needs to look like. Right. And I do want to know all the components. Where do I get this? Where does yep. it go? Where does it, but I need point A. I need to know where I'm starting and what it needs to be. Mm -hmm before I get to that point. Like if I go step by step, like it's like, okay, first you paint this, but yeah. you put the furniture, no, 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 no. I need to know the whole thing. Right. And, and then, then give it all to me. Right. So yeah, you need to know, so you need to, but I couldn't just go, hey, we're gonna get you a car and then a car shows up, right? You right. have to be involved in the process. Some people are just, they're happy in a transaction, right? Like, hey, I'm gonna buy this, it's gonna show up. Other people are like, whoa, wait, what, what all I need to be involved with it? So for example, if I was a realtor and I was working with you on something, mm -hmm. I would say, okay, hey, we're gonna start the loan process. Um, you know, we're going to get you the house. That's what you know you want. But in the meantime, here's the steps I'm going to need you involved in the process mm -hmm. with. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Instead of just, some people are like, hey, I want a home. Okay, good. I'll get you a home. And that's it. You know, yeah. so that's, you need to be involved in the process once you know what your goal and your target is. Yeah. Perfectionist. What about the yeah. line in the center of my... Oh, squint? Yeah, you've got more than two. So if you have more than two, <laughs> it's perfectionist-like tendencies. What was right? the other one about a freight train? Freight train, you'll see one that's a solid line, like down here, literally looks like their forehead's cut in half, like just a deep, deep line right here. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when you see that, that's something called a freight train line. So once they make up their mind, just get the hell out of their way, because it's like <laughs> being run over by a freight train. So <laughs> it's, you know, if a freight train's coming from you, you can stand in front of it and get hit or you can get on board and try and steer it mm -hmm. yes 
Erica gets frustrated with me a lot too because I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go. So like, as soon as like, my, I think my eyebrows are connected to my eyelashes. Like, I heard you did it. Next. Right. I'm so long-winded with my answers for yeah. him. He's like, next thing, and I'm like, I yeah. hadn't even finished my sentence. Like, I'm already there. I'm already with you. Right. Next. We're on the same board. Let's go. Yeah. So. Super, super good. Well. Yeah. Uh, Anything we can do for you but some of the commonality with having people like you in our corner and met people like you. I mean, it's just sitting across from the table. It's like hearing some of this. It's like you're not alone. Somebody's been through it and coming and being successful out of it and finding the gift and, and the teachable moments and, you know, how to take the grace and, and utilize it properly and, and let it be a lesson or display, you know, how you carry yourself through that. And ultimately what it does um, end up providing, you know, some of the great things that you might not see now. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait. One of the quotes that I love um, that I keep with me at all times, which is very similar to everything that we're talking about right now, is success is not the absence of failure. It's the persistence through failure. Mm-hmm. Going through that adversity and continuing through it um, is the success oh, that you're yeah. seeking as opposed to dwelling in that, allowing that door to close and moving forward with that and like yeah. teaching your kids that. It's absolutely beautiful. I think yeah. that's a great thing yeah. that you now get to pass on not only to your kids, but also to everybody that you touch as far as in the football program and any program that you've um, gone through and been with. I think it's really cool that you have that ability. I love that. Well, you know, it's... You know, I just had this conversation with one of my players the other day that's going through a really hard time with his, with his, uh, an illness with the, in his family. And, mm. you know, it's not, it doesn't make sense. And people don't want to hear, like, you know, one of my favorite, if you look at my Bible on my desk, the James chapter one is highly highlighted and marked up because yeah. it says, I mean, I've spent a lot of time in that chapter, you know, consider mm-hmm. joy when you face trials, right? Yes. Well, it doesn't, people don't want to hear that when the trial is just starting. You mm-hmm. don't walk up to somebody and say, Hey, Consider it joy you're going through this. They're right. going to get mad and hit you and be like, you're crazy, right? Like, right. it doesn't make sense. But, you know, but when you go through those, now I look back and I, I, when it says consider it joy, I look, the joy I've had now, I didn't know at the time the mm-hmm. trials I was going through. But when you look back and go, man, I wouldn't have this joy in my life if I didn't go through that certain so thing. So true. God wouldn't have brought yeah. me to Lindenwood. Would not have brought, if I would have got my way back then. And so... You know, it's hard, you know, that scripture, it doesn't, it's probably not super received well a lot of times Mm -hmm. because it doesn't make sense to, especially if you're somebody that's outside of, you know, really growing in a faith or, or have a, have a solid belief Mm -hmm. in Christ. It's hard to understand that because, you know, we don't, you know, what is there to look forward to if you're outside of Christ, right? So it's like at the end of the day, you know, we, we are going to, if we pursue through that. And that's what now I have, because I wouldn't, at the time, I didn't find joy in some of these things. Right. I, I was frustrated. I didn't understand. Right. I couldn't even make sense of his plan. But now I have the luxury of looking back and going, oh, you know, God, you made complete sense in this. And thank mm-hmm. you for that. You know, thank you for, you know, you were wiser, obviously, than my choices. And right. So, uh, you know, so, yeah. There's something to that. He only hands you what you can um handle essentially and like it might not feel like it at that time it might feel very heavy it might feel terrible Mm -hmm. but once you get through it and he helps you through it it's like oh okay i see i see now i understand why you gave that to me yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. man that's and like you said there's there's so many different ways and avenues and you know i'm sure we're going to do this again because you know we we do want to 
talk more football too, but um, it's kind of transition. We're probably going to loop this all back in. And it's another part of like the sub categories that we wanted to talk about today. Because here's the deal, in our health, in our kids' health, in our desire to want to biohacks the big thing, and we've got a lot of cool things in store as far as, um, I don't really prefer to call it biohacking. I really don't like the phrase, but that's what people know it as. So I'm going to give into it as we start this journey, but we're going to change the dynamic of that. We have a lot of cool things in store to literally maximizing the vital performance of the body. Right. But also to... One of the empowering statements we want to talk about in a whole nother topic is as you see people get well, you see people do these things that you might want to do and you see them have the successes in their health, losing the weight, um, kids are healthier, their performance is through the roof, their kids are making varsity, um, you're having the, the, the birth story of your life or your right. friends are. Uh, here's what a lot of people need to adopt. Anybody can say you can't. Mm. Mm-hmm. as long as you are not one of them. Right. I mean, how often do we hear that? It's like, man, I can't do this. I can't do an aerial. Or I can't get this to go away. Or I can't do that trick. Or I can't throw that hard. Or I can't run that fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go into self-speak, and that's something that I work on daily, honestly. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other avenue. Right. But in your health journey, in protecting yourself and your family's health, wealth, desires, goals, dreams. Mm -hmm. Let everybody else say you can't Mm -hmm. and just don't subscribe to that yourself. As long as you're the one that does not say that, you can really do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Because that negative talk from them is coming from a place of jealousy, typically. Mm -hmm. I talk talk to my team all the time about this kind of thing where it's like they're having issues with essentially... (laughs) what I clarify as or categorize as a bully. Mm -hmm. Anybody that's telling you you can't or that you're not good enough is a bully Mm -hmm. because they're jealous because they can't do what you can and what you're allowing yourself to be able to do. So they have to go on the negative Mm -hmm. because that's the only defense mechanism they have to allow themselves to feel good about the fact that they can't. Yeah. Yeah. It's so frustrating, especially in today's society with the kids... I mean, getting that even younger and younger now mm-hmm. with negative talk from friends, family sometimes, um, and having to really speak into that into many people, like exactly what you just said. Anyone can say you can't as long as you're not one of them. Mm-hmm. If you're not one of them and you're saying you can, mm-hmm. don't let the negative come in like you just mm-hmm. said. And whatever you think, you're right. I don't have enough money. You're right. Oh, I'm going to be sick for a long time. Well, you're right. Like in whatever you, I can't do this trick. You're right. Like whatever you think you're right. So every hallway, just like staring at me, but not a hole through me. She's like, this guy might be smarter than he looks. Like she's like listening. And I'm like, and then she's asking great questions because let's face it, especially in the healthcare industry, let's just blow this out of the water. Mm -hmm. We think that there's this big us versus them thing. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's, you know, medical doctors and naturopaths or PTs and chiros or, you know, the orthos and ATs and ATs and chiros. It's like there's this there's this misnomer, this misconception that Mm -hmm. we all have to have this huge pride balloon and it needs to be popped. Right. But that's really not the case. I mean, maybe, no, that probably is the case. (laughs) Some of these people carry pride balloons, but that doesn't need to be that way. Let's pop the balloons. And I'm like, well, this is super cool because we collaborate very well. And you've already heard me like, it's man, 
wish we had somebody that would help us do this. I don't mm -hmm. want to do that. Like, like, how can we work together? Mm -hmm. So, and then the questions that were being asked, you know, we can all ask very provoking questions, <laughs> yeah. and backhanded, snide questions. <laughs> it's like, let's see if this guy really knows what he's talking about. Where is the trigeminal nerve? <laughs> it's like, what? No, stop. It's, it's, it's part of the face. Yeah, we can talk Bell's policy. I mean, so we don't have to go. Yes, right? But she's literally asking great questions and more what do you think and how can we do this better versus like the test questions. Mm -hmm. So afterwards, I'm like, hmm. Well, that's, that was super cool too. Sorry to interrupt you, but it was really funny to see because I was standing back. So I was back with the rest of the coaching staff. She was like middle ground and then the team. She was literally by herself, just like he said, taking in everything he said. Well, as, so we, we had sent out this um, survey, essentially, mm -hmm. this questionnaire for the Lionettes to go ahead and ask their questions. And Erin had filled it out. <laughs> and she looked back at us at one point and said, He's answering all my questions. These are all mine. These are the girls. These are mine. And it just made me giggle. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this girl already. <laughs> and just the intrigue and the just the great questions like you just said, like mm -hmm. I just had to throw that in there because it was hilarious to see her like giddy, but also like, I I don't know if I should have sent all these in. Like maybe I should have let the girls, but it was really fun to see the like genuine knowledge that she wanted to intake. Yeah. And that's why, so as, as the talk was going on, mm -hmm. it was probably one of the more, more unorthodox talks I've ever given because I literally <laughs> let them kind of lead, but it was fun. Was we great. went around the room, but then it was like, I just had this innate need to like, then kind of pull her in, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm looking at her across the room being like, right? And she's like head nodding. She's like, why aren't there more people like you guys here? It's like, I don't know. This is why we need people like you. And at that moment, we weren't even done yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know what she's doing, but we're going to hire her. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we need to. I don't know if we can afford her, but we will. We're going to hire her somehow. <laughs> so afterwards, I was like, Erica, who's the gal over there that didn't know what side she was on, but she really seemed to like us? Who is that? It's like, that's Erin. Well, don't worry. I already set up an interview with her. <laughs> like, I already sent my resume, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Quite literally. Got yeah, we literally go home that night, day. and she's like, she already sent me her resume. I was like, oh, good. Yeah, yeah she's hired. Yeah, maybe I'll work for her. I don't know. <laughs> the story. And even if they tried, they'd quickly cut it out because those are not the facts. Right. And it's real easy, I think, in, in our lives, whether it's um, business or family or personal or health. Health is a big one. You know I'm going to tie it back into that. Uh, a team event, whatever it is. One, don't let the story become the facts. Mm -hmm. You know, build the facts and tell the story. Right. And something that's interesting that you bring up, too, as far as, like, health and other aspects of how you how this statement plays into life in and of itself is the story can be anything mm -hmm. the story can be a diagnosis yes the story can be um you know like you said kind of playing into well it's never happened before right and okay but that's not your story anyway yeah. well we've never had that happen to us so mm -hmm. it's just it's not yeah. just a built up pent up sometimes sometimes it can be yeah. other variations of yeah. what the story actually is to you no 14 u team has ever beaten 18 u team exactly like okay why not today <laughs> come at me <laughs> why not today man well what if we go get blown out well what if you don't mm -hmm. you know well what if it doesn't work well what if it does mm -hmm. 
well, how do I know if this is going to work? Well, I can tell you most anything that you do, you're not going to know after one try, one right. pitch, one inning, one song. one. Mm-hmm. So, Well, it didn't work for my friend. Yeah. Or it didn't yeah. work for this team. That's a good point, too. So why would it work for us? Don't let somebody, and I've said this before, I've said this multiple times, mm-hmm. don't let somebody else write a chapter in your book. Don't let somebody else's story determine the facts that aren't even there yet. They're not even facts. The story is not the facts. And don't let somebody else's story. I think a lot of times too, um, just being careful of whether it's a community, a person, a team, uh, a coach, be very careful who you let kind of speak that way and maybe help them overcome that mindset a little bit too. Because just because they went through something such a way or they've never been a part of something for the result that it is you're looking for mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't achieve it. It just means that they haven't. Right. The most expensive flight I've ever booked in my life. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going. So I show up. But what, I was gonna, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is that was a very fun weekend because we were also on the phone that Sunday. Both well, I'm already in St. Louis because I flew back. He's mm-hmm. driving back. And one, I want to know... How did you meet Rick, first of all? Like, where did that come out? But we're on the phone because one of your good friends, who's Ricky Stenhouse, who won the Daytona 500. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm watching, and, and Larson, too. And it's like, these boys are, I text you. I'm like, yeah. these boys are going to mess around and run one, too. I was like, are you turning around? <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool because yeah. I was like, man, I was like, if you turn around, I'm getting on a flight. Like, I don't care what I'm yeah, <laughs> I don't Figure know. it out. I know. But how, so how did you meet Rick? Because you were also... At his, I mean, you were at his wedding, and yeah. that, that relationship's super cool, which I think, you know, kind of want to introduce people to, it's like, you know, the people who we all know, and who people like you know, but how did you guys meet? Yeah, so, um, my best friend, Nick Hoffman, mm-hmm. um, he actually lives, we grew up together, he lived in Illinois, um, and then they moved to North Carolina, uh, his dad was working, building engines and stuff, worked for NASCAR teams, so they moved out there, Nick's raced a long time, and then... They, Nick and him became buddies there, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, he ended up buying a house which sits just out in front of Ricky's, uh, oh. you know, not even a quarter of a mile from front door to front door. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I went out just with Nick a bunch of times. We'd go to the Chili Bowl and do different things. And, you know, that's where I originally met Ricky. It was like 2017, 18-ish. Um, you know, we would see each other here and there. And then... Really, in 2019, uh, once Nick bought the house right there in front of Ricky's, I went out to visit and spent almost two weeks in North Carolina, and we all just became damn near inseparable. Cool. So, um, yeah, we ended up doing a ton of stuff together. We you know, went to New York uh, for the PBR, and it was just me, Nick, and Ricky uh, flew out there for a whole weekend. And That's we, so fun. Um, yeah, we just tried to burn the city of New York <laughs> down. Um, and we, we did it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we gave, successful. Yeah, we gave a pretty good effort. I know that much. But yeah, and it was just we became really, really close. Um, you know, Ricky's awesome, and, and thankful for those relationships because I, you know, I didn't. You know, you always. I don't know. I guess in racing, it's such a weird dynamic because none of us are like, oh my god, we look up. You know, we look up to those people. You can just go meet them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's obviously more than that. Um, so, you know, just being around those guys is a lot of fun. And, you know, I've learned a lot from them, really, just kind of getting to be buddies with Ricky and, and Larson. You see how good they are at what they do, and it kind of, you know, funnels the energy. You see where they put all their motivation mm. into. So, 
Um, yeah, and then we've got to go to the we've gone to the 500 now a couple times. We were there the year that Ricky sat on the pole. That was a wild time as well. <laughs> I so, bet. Yeah, um, he sat on the pole, and then what's cool about Daytona is they qualify the weekend before. It's not the same week, so he qualified on Sunday, sat on the pole, and then we had a whole week in Florida <laughs> celebrating it, you know, just, just bouncing That's around. So, and so that was you know that was a blast, and yeah, now we just we see each other all the time. This past weekend. Ricky was racing his sprint car at the short track where mm-hmm. we were. So me, Nick, and Ricky are all parked right next to each other. Just, you know, three, you know, just three amigos. Yeah, just like three amigos. Yeah, so just yeah, it was really cool. He wins the five hundred, and we were gonna go. Literally, he had texted me that week. It was like, hey, are you guys gonna come? Like, let me know. But we had been down there for almost two yeah. two weeks. We mm-hmm. went in January, and um, we had said we were gonna go, and then last minute, I'm like, man, let's just go home. We'd been, we were wore out, mm-hmm. and of course, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's up I was like, I'll show you, <laughs> quite literally. Uh, yeah, I texted, you know, <laughs> right after the races, um, I texted Madison, his wife, and was like, I, I literally said, holy shit, <laughs> you know, that's like all I could think at the time. Um, I think I, you know, there was a few other, you know, yeah. things I texted, <laughs> right? and, uh, you know, she literally texts back, it's so funny, because Madison is like this just amazing woman she is so like very just god fearing like just and i the only things that she texted back was let's fucking go <laughs> you know and, and like i read that and i was like okay the emotions are real you know? and, uh, so it was awesome and um literally uh she was like where are you guys at and we had we were probably two hours north of florida at that point so we're mm-hmm. five six hours and I was like, man, if we were still in the state of Florida, I would have turned the rig around. <laughs> we would have drove straight back there. Yeah. Um, and so that was, you know, I was really cool for him. I was really, yeah. I was, neither me or Nick went. We had both talked about going. Oh, my so gosh. So neither one of us were there. <laughs> so I, I, we texted me and Nick and Ricky are in a text, you know, later that week. I'm like, we're never going to be invited back. <laughs> so every year we've gone, we haven't won. We don't go, he wins. So. I can see that. Yeah. Nick and Gordy enter the chat. Yeah. We're never missing a Daytona 500. Yeah. Rick enters the chat. You're never coming again. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so it was really cool for him. And they've had a great year, too. Yeah. You know, they've had a lot of good runs. And, uh, you know, at Talladega, they, you know, they were good again, just bad fortune. It's the way mm-hmm. it goes in play racing. So, um, yeah, it's just really cool to, to get to see – their that realm of, of motorsports from that far behind the scenes is really cool uh, yeah. but just being around those guys you know we, i've known i actually have known larson longer than i've known ricky because kyle grew up racing at tri-city and, and those things so it's fun and then getting to race against kyle now he's running the white yeah yeah it was fun the other night you know he literally started behind me in the feature and we were getting ready to go out for driver intros he's like I know you're going to want to run the bottom. So you just going to you going to move out of the way for me? I'm like, no, absolutely not. I was like, just to make a point, I'm going to stay in the way. Yeah. So that was that was pretty funny. One of the few times you'll see Gordy just go up to the like, put the six car behind Gordy, and that's when you'll see him just go to the top. Right. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And so actually, the other night I ended up running the top way more than I run the bottom the other night, and he goes to me after the races, and he's like. Dude, I literally look up and you're just blasting the fence. He's like, I was proud of you. you know? <laughs> can you? Yeah. Or let's do it at four weeks and see. It's like, you know what? Maybe we can get you back sooner. Mm-hmm. Because protection doesn't always mean like, okay, you're injured. You have to, let's, we'd rather keep you out longer. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, if we can bring you back sooner, that's a whole different mental health story we can get into. Right. So let's, uh, uh, let me end my passionate rant of if, if you, if, and I, I'd say this, this is going to be, uh, 
if you care about your student athlete, <laughs> don't hear what I'm not saying, but if we truly care about our student athletes and we, this is going to be for you, mm-hmm. get the information to be on the front end of any sort of injury prevention, any sort of, uh, ex- ex- you know, accelerating their performance yeah. too, strengthening in all the right ways. So jump in and tell, tell us a little bit about of some of the things we've compiled into this ultimate sports physical. Yeah, so um, they get a chiropractic evaluation, mm-hmm. um, of course. Okay, structure and function. <laughs> yep. Um, then we also do an AMI screening. So that's kind of what um, I'm bringing to the table. So it's a movement screening. So they're running through um, different movements that all athletes have to do. Planks, side planks, squats, um, jumping, landing, running. So everything that all athletes do, yeah. no matter what kind of athlete. I think that's what's so cool about this test is that it's not just geared towards like the traditional athlete like yeah. it's for artistic athletes it's for um swimmers i love artistic everything. athletes don't yeah. fly past that define yeah. artistic athletes artistic athletes so that's whenever i think about like dancers cheerleaders even gymnasts honestly oh yeah um athletes yes yeah. athletes. we just categorized them i think we did that here <laughs> didn't we do that yeah. on the podcast yeah. just, you, you just kind of coined it of <laughs> artistic athletes and and for the ami real quick is we did a podcast with dr trent nessler yeah. who came up with this uh technology and we'll go into that a little mm-hmm. bit later um, but if, for those of you that want to dive into this ami technology he, he does a very good job of at least laying the foundation yeah. in that podcast yeah and this whole test is something that the whole physical really but i feel like really with the ami it's so specific to that athlete that mm-hmm. you're not going to get anywhere else that you're going like everything that you get as an athlete is so like Mass testing, mass physicals, mass um, it's a broad workout programs. Blanketed yeah, which like net. that's not how it really should be. Like yeah. same thing with coming back from injury. You kind of alluded to this, but like what we learn in a textbook is not what's really going to happen every single time. And that's yeah. what's happening with schools and universities around here. Is that you're like, oh well, you have an ankle sprain, so here's your protocol, and like that's not how it should be. Yeah. Everyone's different, and that's how this is definitely going to treat them as athletes. Mm-hmm. So. Chiropractic evaluation, structural and functional. Um, that's just a part of, that should be a part of the status quo. Yeah. Not here to sell you chiropractic care. You'll come along, you'll get it, you'll understand why you need it. Yeah. But it's a part of the evaluation to look at the athlete, the student athlete, or yourself as an entire person. Mm-hmm. Um, do the AMI, the, the, I mean, this is like literally technology that we place on you in certain areas to give measurements um, in different X, Y, and Z um, uh, angles. And, and there's just, so much tech that goes into that, we get a whole report. Mm-hmm. I do a TPI evaluation, yep. which is Titleist Performance Institute, not just because I love golf. Uh, yes, it's a it's a golfing program it's come up by a chiropractor who created TPI. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do this because biomechanically, it gives us so much more, another layer of information mm-hmm. uh, to be able to see how is the body moving? Where is deficiency that just statically? Right. You know, we've done the dynamic mm-hmm. in the AMI. Let, now let's just get more support to that. Uh, a couple more testing. So it, even though it's a, it's a golf named testing platform, it's for any athlete. Mm-hmm, for we can sure. do it for hockey players. We can do it for the artistic athletes and dancers, gymnasts, and we've done it. Uh, soccer players. Mm-hmm. We just did a soccer player ultimate sports physical, uh, which is just so so important as as we just bring more value and show you and also trackable because yeah. when we do it again, um, we now we have all kinds of data that we can track, all kinds of different data points. Recovery hallway mm-hmm. is something that you all get to experience too as a part of the ultimate sports physical. Yeah. Recovery is probably one of the most uh, sought after now and was some of the most underrated 
and you know compression therapy cryotherapy infrared sauna uh red light there's so much and we're going to be expanding some of this too yeah. uh but we're going to give you guys the opportunity to do that as well yeah it's like you want to perform at this high level but then you can't do that every single day mm-hmm. if you're not recovering if you're not taking care of yourself the hallway and even like nutritionally too that's a whole other rabbit hole we can go down oh yeah yeah we won't start that you right can't now. <laughs> you, you, you you can't you can't be mad at the results you get for the work you didn't put in mm-hmm. and that's not quite how that quote goes but that's how it sits in my head right now like you cannot complain about the results you didn't get because of only the work you put in yeah um, and so the recovery hallway is going to be so good. We, it's nice to see people starting to come in for more of that as well. Uh, if there is any sort of chronic injuries, um, inflammation issues, torn tendon ligament issues, labral issues, uh, you know, if, the, if necessary, if we yeah. need to, we're also going to give people who do the ultimate sports physical uh, and their parents the opportunity for $100 off of our tissue regenerative therapy yeah. mapping visit to see, you know, maybe it's a knee and meniscus issue. Maybe mm-hmm. it's an ankle, maybe it's plantar fasciitis, rotator cuff, whatever it might be, we can do that. This is all things that are going to be on our website that yep. you can look into and you can research about or just give us a call and we can go over more. Um, we are, a lot of people in this world do something every day and have a job to provide for their families Mm -hmm. because they love and are passionate about their families but why are we letting something rule our time and schedule that we are do not love and are passionate about think about that for a second well i gotta have a job to make money that's fine i don't disagree Mm -hmm. but at what point in time and where did we miss the boat and what resources do we need to help us do what we love and are passionate about to provide for who we are most loving and passionate about. So we're letting something dictate our schedule that we don't love and are passionate about, take away time from what we most love and are passionate about, which Mm -hmm. is our families. Mm -hmm. So when you said no left, or when I said no leftovers, you were provoking like you're only giving your family 10%. It's like, we are, and we choose that. It's like, well, I have to. No, now you're making an excuse. We literally choose to, a lot of us choose or haven't been brought into perspective like, look, stop choosing to give what you love most and are passionate about the most your your family your loved ones kids if you have them your family and choosing to give them 10 percent of your love and passion Mm -hmm. however you're gonna go do this thing every day that you don't love and are not passionate about that's hurting you that's causing you to give the 10 Mm percent and it's like hang on a second and I've, I've said this, I have gone on record, I have told this to my team, every one of my team members can make more money than me, don't care. Right. I know what it takes for me to be able to want and do what I want to do and provide with my family and to race and do those things because that's what I love and passionate about. You talked about time. We, we, had, we did end up doing a podcast where we talked about time and this is so important because here's proof. Mm-hmm. I'm not... I'm nothing special. We have far from made it. We are growing. We are blessed. But I just decided one day we got rid of our Thursday evening hours. Mm -hmm. And you know how many people cared? Yeah, pretty close. Like zero. You can't see me if you're not watching, but I'm holding up a big old zero. Zero. (laughs) And it's like, and some people come in, wait, you're not here on Thursdays? It's like, no, because this Thursday, it is what, June 20th. This Thursday, as long as I get my stuff done, <laughs> it allows us the ability to get in the motorhome, load up the race car, load up the kids, head to Spoon River, go race right. Thursday and Friday. And if I didn't do that, I, I wouldn't be able to give who I love and what I love and I'm passionate about the most 
and go do the things we love and are passionate about the most exactly. and give them 100% of my time. Now, I'm very lucky. I do what I love and am passionate about. So just perspective. Don't be afraid to start to have that conversation and make a life shift. It's never too late. No. You're, not, you're not the only one in the scenario. But this is exactly why when I was listening to, I forget what podcast it was. I don't know if it was uh, Dropping Bombs or I don't know if it was AF. I don't know what it was, but I literally just put this in our ClickUp board. And I just said love versus passion. But this is exactly what I had in mind and why I wanted to bring it to you guys. Because I am so passionate about making sure people do what they want and love to do and are passionate about and have the ability to do so. Right.